BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, Dominance, The Space, and Signing Boobs. Erotic Awakening is sponsored by The Submissive Guide, helping submissives understand themselves and the service they wish to provide, from sexual to domestic, personal assistant to pain slut, and everything in between. I think it's one of the best online resources for submissives on the web. You can find them online at submissiveguide.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right fucking now. Ha ha. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hi, Don. I'm feeling a little territorial. Territorial of yes. all things. What do you say? What do you mean by that? Because you're reading the intro. Oh. And I like reading the intro. But change is good. Which yes, we, we got to flip finding, it up a little bit here and there. Uh, we're finding out change is good. Change is good, and we have a lot of changes coming up. We have all, but we always have new things coming we always up. Have, um, but you know what? It is kind of funny that we just said, "Ooh," and we'll talk about these changes later. But we were just thinking, we just made it through 2014. I started my new yes. job. We had to redesign how we did chores around here, which I'm used to doing. We had to redesign how we're doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Who's unpacking the suitcase from Winter Wickedness? We have four days to be in the air with Lupercalia and three loads of laundry to do, and. Me, me, me. Wait, I have work to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, so for us, for our friends in the Canada, we'll be heading to Alberta any moment now. With stinky clothes, or will we have them washed by then? We should. We, we <laughs> might just have to buy new clothes in Canada. Just oh, to I save. like that idea. Do Canadian clothes look different? No. They just cost different. They just cost different. They're probably not made. They probably have something more than a Walmart to select from in the Canadia. More than likely. So this starts our traveling season. We just did Winter Wickedness. Oh, my God. Had a fabulous time. That was such an amazing event. We leave in a couple of days for Looper. And then we have Looper Kali is what I should say. Wasn't mm-hmm. Looper some sort of movie? It might have been. Might have been. <laughs> Lupercalia. And then, God, what's after that? I think we have Smart after that, and then mm-hmm. a weekend off, and then there's like Tulsa, Texas, and, and Dallas, Oklahoma, and Chicago. And, yes. And then another weekend off, and then, and I think I'm scheduling subs in service for April. And we still have PXS coming up in May. Yeah. <laughs> I like new projects. And we have our normal jobs and yes, everything yes, else that's yes. going on. It's Somebody all fun. told me over the weekend that we should start a ginger. The puppy YouTube channel because they thought Ginger was cute and they'd like to watch her run around. And I said, no, I'm just drawing the line. That's one but, project too many. But Ginger did not end up in the magazine we just ended up in. <laughs> they took all these pictures of us and you and me and Karen. It was a um, Polly article in the local magazine. And they took all these pictures of us with Ginger and she didn't make it into the magazine. So if you're I'm familiar upset. with the, uh, if you happen to be in the Columbus, Ohio area, there's a magazine called 614. It's kind of the downtown sort of metro yeah, magazine. Right. What's going on with restaurants and things exactly. like that. Exactly. And they did a big article on polyamory in Columbus this episode. For of the, Valentine's or this, Day. This mm-hmm. uh, issue of the magazine, because Columbus has a very strong polyamory community. And they featured you, me, Karen, 
And like you said, they took about 80 pictures and they used one. One. And we were kind of led to believe there would be a big photo spread. But it was a nice article. I it was a nice that. article. It was a positive article, and that's really great. And it was me, you, and Karen, and another triad that they interviewed. And um, just really good stuff. I'm, I'm very even-handed. We've actually had the opportunity to do other articles and TV shows and things like that mm-hmm. and interviews. And after looking at the quality of this stuff... We weren't positive it would be shown in a positive light. Right. We thought they would make fun of it, so we didn't do it. But this was a good choice. Absolutely, and and um, it was fun to do as well. And it's fun to have our magazine, uh, our pictures in a magazine in the town that we live in, where our bosses and friends might pick it up and say, isn't "Hey, that, what isn't the that hell?" Scary. Is it stocked in your company? Is that what you said? I no. Da- uh, Karen has copies in her front lobby. We do not have it at my watch. just did a poly that. I noticed that. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about dominance, what it's like to be dominance. But uh, before we get there, I do want to mention that you did get the opportunity to sign boobs over the weekend. That was so awesome. So um, it was Grizzly14 off mm-hmm. of FetLife, and she had just been writing me recently. And Big Monkey, her partner's written us before and, and chatted with us. And... Um, she came up to, up to us and said that he was a fan of the book and she was all excited about meeting us, but he couldn't make it. So she's in this big busty corset with, and I was like, well, we could sign your boobs. And she said, yes. So we got the dry erase marker. She's like, no, that'll come off in a shower. I want to show it to Big Monkey. <laughs> so we went and got a scripto. <laughs> we signed a pair of boobs. We did indeed. Big Monkey had written to me uh, not too long ago. Uh, just getting started in the um, lifestyle, said he's a big fan of our book, Living MS, and mm-hmm. um, you know, had a question, actually, about that, and we shared a little bit of information, and uh, it was nice to send uh, his uh, significant other home with a pair of boobs that we'd signed. It's not as nice <laughs> for somebody to ask you to sign their boobs. That's kind of a strange it's thing. It's not like it's a permanent signature, though. It's going to wash off at some point. So Yes, we have not gotten to the will you tattoo my boobs phase, right. though. Though, if they ever come around with the book, be happy to sign it. So that would be awesome. And the other fan moment that we had this past week was somebody told me, or I heard on another person's podcast, that at least it was implied that someone masturbates to our life. Really? Yes, and you actually the one that pointed this out. Fucking hot is that? (laughs) I don't disagree. (laughs) Uh, Eva Morgan, the official promotions horror of the um, People of Kink podcast, yes, said that she found variety of uses for our other book, uh, which we have sitting right over there, Sex Sex Stories Stories and Power Power Exchange, Exchange. Uh, and I kind of from I what I took from that, and I may be wrong, but what I took from that was that Eva. self-pleasures to the stories in our book. And the stories in our books are stories about things you and I have done. Uh-huh. If so, fact, though, she is masturbating to our life. Wow. Which, I mean, how can you not be honored by that? That is so cool. Did you listen to their mini-cast? I did, I did. Embracing Your Slut Hood? Mm-hmm. That was so hot. I absolutely recommend that one. That's uh, the People of Kick podcast. Um, regardless of the fact that it is on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network, and you can find it at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. It is also just a fine, fine episode that they did. Oh, I love to listen to them. I listened to the minicast this morning on fisting. That oh. was hot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, I'm, I'm coming down from a hot, hot weekend. Everything's hot. But it was hot anyway. 
<laughs> so we do have a question of the day about uh, what to do when Master's down and depressed. We should wait on that a little bit since we're all stuck in this hotness. Mm. Um, <laughs> and instead mention that we do have a few new people listening or uh, subscribed to the newsletter. We do. And darn if it didn't get international again. It did. It did. So we have MVRNJ. It looks like it's two different people maybe mm-hmm. in one thing. So NVRNJ from Norway. Delightfully yours in Ohio. I love that name. Buffy from New York. So, so all new welcome, subscribers guys. to the newsletter and really the whole purpose of subscribing to the newsletter is so that we can say your name on the podcast because we just don't send out the newsletter that often. I have it on my list, my task list. I'm not calling it my to-do list anymore. I'm uh, calling it my you. task list so that I feel productive. Did you get, uh, <laughs> did you get any play over the weekend? I did, I did, and um, I got to play with somebody over the weekend, oh, which is you not. Did I, as well. It wasn't pickup play because Mm-mm. it was a, a request from a friend of ours, reached out and said, "Hey, a friend of mine will be, or somebody that I'm actually considering will be there at the event, and could use a good spanking." And I met this person. I gave them quite the good spanking and really connected with them. Really strange when you, I don't know someone real well, uh, but they're very, they were very responsive, and we ended up dancing. Which is the best kind of scene to do? Not literally dancing, but in right, the spanking. Right. Oh, the whole you just had that energetic. Dancing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Nice. Well, mine on Friday night. I played with someone that I've played with before, and I didn't ask his permission, even though I think I have his permission to say his name. But that's okay. I, I found out that he listens to the podcast a lot because the scene that we had yeah. had to do with the fact that he'd been listening to the podcast and what I like and what turns me on <laughs> and the fact that I don't um, particularly find rope sensual and things like that. And uh-huh. he proved to me that it could be sensual oh. used in, a, in a slight way added with all the other stuff that I find mean and naughty. And yes. <laughs> so that was an awesome scene. Like I said, I played with him before and then Saturday night I played with you and we put mm-hmm. some amazing energy into that spanking bench that um, Lucy the slut ended up buying at the auction. Yes. And um, who else did I play with? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I can come over there and touch that spot if you like. Right, right. So, you know, it was a really good weekend going into it. And you know, you know what made it good? Hmm. You know what would really have worked for C as well in the What's alphabet? That? Confidence. Because <laughs> I I felt like I was rocking my outfits. I was not tired, and I can't be confident when I'm tired. You know, I wasn't in an emotional space. So I really had this confidence going on that really well, worked for me. One of the things about dominance is confidence, and that they do go hand in hand. One of the ways that I can... So, and as we talk about that, what it is to be dominant in power exchange or in just the the temporary power exchange of a BDSM scene mm-hmm. confidence is actually one of the tools that will that will help you greatly We'll get there in a moment. We will. So because uh, my confidence just had to do with being confident in me. Mm-hmm. You know, the three people, including you, that I played with absolutely had their confidence. Yes. Too. Did you, by <laughs> chance, when in all your play, did you get caned? No. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by KG Kane, KJ Kane, sorry, they're new, KJ Kane's, home of the original designer, glow-in-the-dark, and light-up canes. It is where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. 
and it's more than canes. Check out the great selection of hand-poured, low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with the discount code DANANDDAWN15. Find them at www.kjcanes.com. Have you poked around that website at all, KJ Canes? I have. So there's some pretty amazing stuff on there. Good. So there's all kinds of like, I don't know, there's like cane toppers. Mm -hmm. So like if you've been in the military and you want like a cane that's got like a U.S. Marines medallion on the end of the cane, it's got that, it's got claws, it's got dragons, it's got just all kinds of neat stuff. Oh, see, now I would have to look at that. I I like the idea of a uh, cane with a claw on the other end. Because then you could mix up your play, a cane, yes. and get this nice sensual sort of scratchy, mm-hmm. and then a caning. Mm-hmm. Very so cool. And we nice very much stuff. we very much appreciate them being part of the podcast. Um, you can be part of the podcast by watching me flip this around. You could be part of the <laughs> podcast by liking us on Facebook, FetLife, rating us on iTunes, tweeting about us. Or just telling a friend. Or just telling your friends. I just kind of fucked that all up there. And and I kind of got excited over the weekend when I checked my email and saw that we had a new voice message. Mm -hmm. And I went to listen to it and there was nothing there. (laughs) Oh, it was disappointing. So I would love to hear people's voices. I mean, if you guys want to contact us, our voicemail is 614-414-2072. You know who's not fucking it up? Um... Now, you would think after 349 episodes that we would have this down pat, but for example, KJ Canes, I just, I called mm-hmm. them KG Canes at first. It's kjcanes.com in case it wasn't clear. Um, I just jumped from one thing to another on our little notes, but who's not fucking it up is a great answer from Ropecast. And the no reason doubt. he doesn't fuck it up is he's got a lot of practice. So we want to recom- we want to wish a happy anniversary to the Ropecast. It's wow. their 10-year anniversary. 10 years. Oh, my goodness. I hope we make it that long. Do you think we have enough to talk about to make it that long? I think that the funny thing about that is because we've done, we're doing, what, 16 presentations this mm-hmm. year around the nation? Oh, true. We continue to come up with more things to talk about. As we've talked about before, how we perceive things changes. Oh, absolutely. Right? The new things that we take on. For example... Um, and we talked about whether we are going to talk about this or not, but we have decided that along with Barrack and Sheba, and we just announced it this weekend, we're going to open the Columbus Space for Alternative Education or some such thing. And I, we're really, we're just going to call it the space. Uh, the actual legitimate name of it is the Columbus Space for Alternative Self-Expression. Mm-hmm. But it is that opportunity, and we'll talk more about this in a future episode. Well, there's going to be a dungeon in Columbus, Ohio again. There's going to be larger play spaces. There's going to be a building where we control the lease, right. not concern of the landlord finding out what goes on there, right? right. Um, it's something that's really going to do a lot to support the community. We'll talk about it more in a future episode. If you can't wait and you go to community. BlueAdventuresCooperative.com, you'll get the lowdown on what it is we're trying to do. 
But we'll talk more about it in a future podcast. Absolutely. But it's all exciting and we'll have so much to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, we are traveling six out of the next eight weekends. So we will have plenty to talk about and hopefully plenty of people to interview. And with that in mind, um, Edmonton, Tulsa, Dallas, Chicago, all the places smart. And Cleveland, all the places we're going to be at over the next two months. If you want, if you have anything that you want to be interviewed on, we would love to hear from you, especially on the letters E, F, G, <laughs> H, I. <laughs> as we are trying to do the alphabet of kink, so to speak, right. as we and go through here. And not just BDSM play, but about I- ideas about it, too. So, you know, like dominance and things like that. You know, we've talked about winter wickedness a couple times now, but we haven't actually... Um, <laughs> Got to listen to the little background beat. Oh, and I love the background beat. So, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. We should probably tell people what AIS has coming up, but I'm sure they want a break right That's now. That's what I'm thinking of. They just they got done with this big three-day event. For the next two I days. hope that they are. That was a hotel takeover and a half. Wow. So, um, a couple of more things before we jump into um, the question of the day or the topic is: is that more and more people have been um, writing me on FetLife, so it's really kind of neat. And Finding Wonderland says that she's been listening to the podcast for two years and found FET through us. So, and we'll be at the SMART presentation. Oh, Nita. Yeah, so, so we'll get to meet them. Says hi. I or hope he, so, he too. Or she. Right, right. So, and then um, Kayubi, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it looks like it's Kayubi, um, sent me a link on someone's writing about introversion and about oh, how yeah. introverts um, may be all excited about returning phone calls here, but not so much there. Don't take it personally. And basically, it was a list of things about um, what make introverts a little challenging mm-hmm. sometimes to other people. And um, basically, I'm going to use words from Kevin and Katie in um, Don't Get Butt Hurt. you know um the way extroverts and introverts interact socially is a little bit different and i loved this writing so um i do not have their permission to read it just yet but i'm going to get that and see um it's just it's really good stuff and then kayubi also loves our podcast and turned my giggle into a kink I saw that. On Fet Life. So, um, <laughs> and I actually found that, and I went and decided that uh, Dawn's Giggle, I am into everything to do with it. And Aww. I can make that as one of my kinks. That's neat. That is kind of neat. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I remember going to um, a camp out in Canada, though, and I got out of the car and didn't giggle right away, and someone was concerned. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I wasn't giggling all the time. So, it's okay. I have my space. Indeedio. So we're going to hold off on the question of the day until uh, we're going to keep that until our next episode because I have a little bit of researching I want to do now that I'm actually reading it to myself. And we're going to jump into our topic, um, the idea of dominance. Don, should I read to you the dictionary definition of dominance? If you'd like to, sir. Not really. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm personally one of those people that doesn't really dig when... You say, well, what do you think about this? Well, the dictionary quotes it as this. And I get that there may be some value in that. But yeah, but, but 
we just learned from Dr. Bob that this community has its own culture. Mm -hmm. So therefore, sometimes the words can be a little different. I mean, you know, something that's in our language that means one thing, you go to Australia and that same word means something else, Mm -hmm. different culture. And I, I, I think our kink culture put slightly different meanings on things. Oh, so, I think many cultures do. So, so yeah, for yeah. example, the word queer has been redefining itself oh, um, absolutely. over the years. Slut's been redefining absolutely. itself. All that stuff. Master and slave used to be, as we mentioned before, a way to uh, back third, 20... I don't know. Back when I had a 286 and a 386 processor computer, mm-hmm. it was how you referred to a double hard drive <laughs> setup, right. right? You have a master hard drive and you have a slave hard drive. And then mm-hmm. it became master secondary and then it became primary secondary because people are funny about language. So in the case of dominance, when we talk about dominance in the BDSM culture, uh, and I'm not so much talking about power exchange, but... And not not live in twenty four seven power exchange, but more scene related dominance. More uh, why you would associate yourself. I'm a dom, and that energy that dominance have. Um, and I have been told by people that there is a a shortage of dominance in this or dominance people in the scenes, and that is that is to say that. Some people are attracted to the energy of dominance. Now, we have a good friend at um, Winter Wickedness that has their dance card filled up months in advance. Mm -hmm. He's well known for his fire play and now for single tails as well. And I don't know that I'm allowed to say, um, well, M and P. Oh, yeah, yeah, so... And so once Saturday night rolls around, he'll have a station set up, and he'll have person after person after person mm-hmm. that he plays with. Yeah, they don't even take a um, name list anymore. You oh, just really? have Right, you just have to be there at the right time to uh-huh. get on the table. So, but I don't know that anyone would consider him a dominant. He's mm-hmm. a skilled top, right? Mm-hmm. But a dominant is that person with... And in this case, we're talking about that energy. They have that... I am going to be in charge of this scene. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's once you've given me permission. Right. Once we've worked out that commit, that um, consent. Now, at Winter Wickedness, uh, Barrick was up on stage and he was saying that one of the strange things or one of the different things about the central Ohio community is there's a lot of drive-by dominance mm-hmm. or drive-by dominance scenes where um, you may be talking to somebody in the hallway and somebody just happens to walk by and grab them and throw them on the ground and beat them up and move on. And they go back mm-hmm. to the conversation. Now, of course, these are all done with consent. They're pre-negotiated sort of things. Right. But it's the the energy of dominance, the energy of I am in charge. And once you have – and I did this with the girl that we, I was spanking. Mm-hmm. We did some pre-negotiation, and I said, okay, we're done negotiating. At this point, I'm just going to take over the scene, and I'm going to do what I want to do within the bounds of what we've negotiated. Right. And I did. Right. Yeah, I took over. You're the driver. You're Mm -hmm. the... And, boy, I keep repeating the word energy, but that's really what it's at. It is the energy. It is the confidence. It is, to some degree, hopefully, it is instinctiveness. It is not arrogance. Or cockiness, but it Mm-mm. certainly does look like those things. It, and it can. And it's it's really kind of amazing because me and the one that um, I uh, played with Friday night, there was a little bit of negotiation. And we've played before. 
And um, there was a couple of things that he wanted to do that he asked me if it would be okay with you if I did them and then, or if he did them. And then once we negotiated that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he took over. And there was even times where he was giggling at me mm-hmm. because of my reactions because he was in control of the situation. And to me, though, that still exudes confidence. He wasn't laughing at me like in a humiliating way. He was just giggling at the way that it was going. And saying a dominant giggling is just, you feel it stutter out of my mouth. But it was, it was really neat. So, I mean, it was just that confidence coming through. Saturday night, um, me and that guy left the boardroom. And as soon as we were in the hallway, I was like, man, you know, do you want me to go walk around the dungeons and see if I can find some furniture? And he grabbed my hair and said, I don't need any furniture. Walked me 15 paces down the hallway into a little alcove. And that's where the scene took place. (laughs) And it was just like really cool that snap, you know, boom, that dominance came out as soon as they had permission and it was time to go. And they took over. And that is just absolutely amazing to me how that can happen. Now, just to fuck with it a little bit, did you end up being my dom Saturday? I don't think so. <laughs> so what we're talking about so. is we attended a, a class by Barbara Corellis. Um, Costello, yeah. And uh, the, the class was, and she's a well-known Tantra teacher, and the class was the was Tantra and the what was it? ego uh, of sexual no, the, dominance. the Tao of sex and power exchange. Ah, right on. So, And we did this little thing where... Um, we decided to switch energetic places. Yes. <laughs> so, because well, I knew it was going to be powerful. Um, somebody had to be the receiver of power, mm-hmm. and someone had to be the giver of power. And I knew it would be really, really powerful if we did it our normal way. Sure. You know, I would drop instantly into giving you all my power. You know, we know this after 16 years. So um, what did I do? All I did was mention, I'm like, well, unless you want the rope on you. And you said, well, okay, let's give it a try. So you decided to be the one to give me your power. But no, I don't see that as dominance. Did you see it as dominance? No, Did you not see really. it as yourself submitting? No, not not really. I um, mean, I felt you give me some of your power mm-hmm. and trust me. Um, the rope was about tying their hands like um, handcuffs and then leading them around the room blindfolded. But I don't submit to my personal, my physical trainer. I don't submit to a masseuse either. Right. I surrender power. And right. there is a difference there, See, right? There's a temporary negotiation of, okay, I'm going to relax and let my guard down and let you take over and run the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different from me submitting to someone. And it's challenging to, um, it's the difference between bottoming and submitting, perhaps. Perhaps. So, and I, because it was a Tantra class, because it was an energy class before, because it was about um, power and nurturing and protecting and things like that. I saw my role more as a priestess than a dominant. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still very much about protecting you as we walked around the room while I guided you around 50 other people while you're blindfolded. Because I knew um, the rope around your wrist and the blindfold, um, at least in the past, not your favorite place to be. Sure, and you sure. could have freaked out a little bit on me. So, you know, my goal was to make sure you felt very, very, very protected and trusted I knew what the hell I was doing. 
you know, because that's what a submissive has to do, though. You know, it's trust that you know what the hell you're doing. Mm -hmm. But I still didn't see it as submitting. I was able to get you to match my breath. I was able to get you to do a couple of other things. But at the very end, when she said, um, okay, so... Uh, those of you that received the power, slowly start feeding the power back to your partner. They're probably not going to <laughs> want it back. Man, I felt you go, man, you had it all back just like that. And you were out of that rope. You wouldn't let me take the blindfold off. You took the blindfold off and then you grabbed my hair. Yeah. <laughs> power was back in place. Didn't have a problem there with that flip. <laughs> So some of the things that make up a dominance and or some of the things you need to develop if you stylize yourself as a dominant, if you want to become that dominant energy and have and fill those shoes of the dominant. Um, for me, it's funny. I, I kind of just did this um, free flow writing and to come up with some of these attributes. And one of them that I wrote down was integrity. And I had to step back. Well, why would integrity me? But I have mm -hmm. to. It's challenging to, to recognize why that's part of it, but um, I think it has to do with being able to trust myself and having an ethical standard for myself. That does seem to feed my ability to be a successful dominant in that I know what I am doing has a ethical purpose. And that is that's, so that's going to be the challenging one for me to describe why that's a good one for me. Well, I can um, talk about that a little bit. I want my dominant to have integrity. You know, if I'm going to submit to someone, I don't want them taking advantage of the boundaries I've put in place, which they absolutely could do once I'm in subspace. Mm -hmm. So I want them to have integrity. And I, I can see that. And I'll come back to integrity because it leads into another thing. Okay. But uh, certainty... Um, is certainly something as well. And that is another aspect of that is confidence. So when I decide to lead a scene, um, I know that I am leading it well. I know what I'm going to do. And you have to be that person. I know I'm leading the scene. Any pause, any, well, is it okay if I, you know, now we're past the point of negotiation. We're past the point where someone has said, yeah, you run the show. Um, and that's one of the main factors that's the difference between a dominant and an arrogant asshole, right? Because you've started off with this peer-to-peer -peer conversation that led to somebody surrendering their power to you. And that's when you turn on the switch. For me, that's one of the, you know, that's one of the differences. Um, and that leads me to mastering a scene, Right. And being confident. And even if it's not the perfect scene and I don't do everything perfect, the person who I'm playing with doesn't know that. All they know is that I'm running it. And if things don't go the way I think they're supposed to go, then I don't that doesn't impact my flow. That doesn't impact my mastery of the scene itself. Um, and it was really difficult to develop that aspect of having somebody say oh i really like it when somebody gazes in my eyes and grabs my hair and takes what they want and to giving yourself permission to do that to hear what they're saying and to really to allow yourself to act on it part of it is getting past the part where you're thinking at all and you're just acting in um instinct and and that seems to be for me you know one of the big boosters for my own 
self-confidence in in becoming a good dominant moving in, in the realm of dominance um and that leads us back to faith i have faith that i do know what i'm doing um that if i'm told to lead a power ex- exchange scene or a power ex- a scene that includes power of dominance i have faith that i'm going to do the best of my ability again with um the person I played with over the weekend, as I mentioned, there's a point where I said, I'm in charge now and I'm going to play for my own pleasure. But it's really became a it's really a shared and a mutual pleasure. But I was confident to drive that. All that comes from a level of integrity in myself. This is coming back to this integrity. I can have faith that I know what the hell I'm doing because I'm honest with myself and I'm honest with those people that I play with. And when somebody knows that you're an honest person, an ethical person, they're more willing to, as you said, Don, submit their power to you. But the big key, of course, is that the is experience, unfortunately. And for our new doms, I'm sorry, but that's the reality. I have seen enough now and had that experience where somebody says, ooh, I really like it when somebody takes control and just does and has, you know, and take that and have it come out well over and over again enough that and, and to have the failed versions of it as well and to learn from that um, and to have some humility about that as well and say, oh, OK, we tried that. That didn't work. And we're going to try this now. Um, and that was kind of like this just flow, as I mentioned earlier, this flow of words and such but it's really until you've sat in that seat of power of being a dominant it's really hard to verbalize what it is that you will feel as a dominant nice stuff so yeah just kind of like blah, 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 blah. i know i got no questions for you after all of that though so but you know i agree with everything you know the stuff that you're saying and Taking over a scene, that's pretty powerful. So, and it's got to be scared. Well, I don't know. I'm not a dominant, right? So, but I was going to say, I would think it'd be pretty scary the first couple of times you've seen. I mean, do you remember at all if it was scary or did it just feel natural to dominate? Or both? Or I don't know. Well, part of it, I think, in the beginning is there's a lot of training that I had growing up that told me what I was doing was bad was, Mm -hmm. you know, that nobody could really like being beaten like this. Um, And there would be a price to pay later. That's I think that was one of the big, that's the challenge that I remember. I don't remember it being scary per se. Right. Um, I just remember that part. So the dominance doesn't always mean beating. No. So so to me, um, I guess, I, I wonder if it gets confusing for dominant sometimes, I wonder. Now I'm going to have to study this, you know, because sometimes submissives have a lot to go through with. Why would you submit? You're supposed to be your own being and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And, you know, would it be, is it scary to take someone's power like that, even if it's on a, a, a scheduled time? Not for me. No? <laughs> no, it's really wondering. not. Yeah? And it's really funny because we're kind of using the word dominance as a verb and an adjective, and we're kind of flipping mm-hmm. a little bit back and forth. I mean it more as a verb, I think, in, in what I've been saying. Right. The act of being a dominant as a verb. Uh, but being a dominant as an adjective as well. Um, I, I, no, don't I don't But anyway, no, I don't find it scary at okay. all at this point. And I don't recall finding it scary, although I'm sure that I had some challenges with that. 
I just, it was a long time ago that we got started. And I know. I'm old now. I, know. So, <laughs> I was just wondering. You know, part of it is that, you know, when I talk about integrity, and I'm still trying to clarify that for myself, mm-hmm. is recognizing your own limitations and not being hampered by them. Mm-hmm. That's what a dominance about, too. You know, mm-hmm. I can tell you, I don't have the biggest dick in the world. Nope. No problem with that. That's the reality. Um, I'm not a single tail master. I'm not good with rope. I am not blah, 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 right? But the things that I am, I am, and mm-hmm. I am in spades. So mm-hmm. because I'm a dominant, I'm going to say, you know, if you're like, oh, I'd really love to do this rope scene, I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to do a rope scene with you. If you want to do rope scene, go find Barrack. Go find Monkey King. Go find Sandow. Mm-hmm. You want to do a spanking scene? Well, fucking, I'm going to bend you over, <laughs> and you're going to remember that you just had a spanking scene with me. And you're going to end up chanting and stroking and mm-hmm. spanking. And <laughs> but, that, you know, that's part of being a dominant is that I'm not challenged. And, and we talked about this in a totally different context. I'm not challenged by a submissive's rejection of me or a submissive's... Um, nobody likes being rejected, but it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't right. change my self-image. Um, and it's not my problem. You know, if somebody has a judgment of me. So there you go. There you go. So there's the letter D. D is in dominant. Discussed by the two Ds. Dan and (laughs) and Dawn. Which we could have done D for Dan and Dawn. We could have done D for Dan and Dawn, but I think they hear quite a bit about us already. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Porter's Pub in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at The Room at the Columbus Insight Center. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and the Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs>